This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published monthly by the Masonic Service Association of North America since 1923. Volume 55, Number 5, from May of 1977. Thoughts on Memorial Day. Written by Right Worshipful Brother Fordham D. Tabor of Walton, New York. Past Grand Representative of the Grand Lodge of Belgium, near the Grand Lodge of New York. At this time of year, in cities, towns, and villages all over America, our citizens are gathering to honor those whose measure of patriotism was the sacrifice of life itself. We pay tribute to those who have given their lives in the cause of liberty. We salute those who have laid so costly a sacrifice upon the altar of freedom. It is our privilege to join our fellow Americans in paying homage to the dead of all wars. We bow our heads in respect to the greatest of all sacrifices, and we stand humbly grateful to them. Today, they impose upon us, the living, the sacred trust of their final hours, their common dreams for the safety and welfare of America, and for enduring peace. We cannot take part in these ceremonies without renewing our faith in the beliefs which those men and women cherished, without reaffirming our determination to defend those ideals for which they offered up their lives. Decoration Day, or Memorial Day as we know it, was originally set aside and traditionally celebrated on May 30th to honor those men of the Union Army who gave their lives in the war between the states. Its announced purpose was to strew with flowers or otherwise decorate the graves of soldiers who died in the defense of the United States. This purpose has since been expanded to include all persons who have lost their lives in the military service of the United States. Thus, today, we honor the dead of all wars, from the revolution to the present. Those struggles waged in the cause of freedom against the forces of tyranny and oppression. Those honored dead will have died in vain, should there ever come a time when we no longer remember the heritage they forged for us, or if we forget what St. Paul has said, we are not our own, we are bought with a price. That heritage began with those early American patriots who cast their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor into the fury of that first great struggle for American freedom. With unswerving steadfastness, they vowed to stand or fall with the principles of government they held so dear. History has shown that they did not strive for glory. They knew they were fighting a battle for the human race, a battle for liberty. We remember with grateful hearts those master craftsmen, Washington, Hancock, Franklin, and countless others, who erected the foundations on which our country is built. We salute those heroes like John Paul Jones, the memory of whose stirring, I have not yet begun to fight, will ever provide a stimulus in times of apparent defeat. We honor those who preserved the Union. A hundred and ten years ago, the Grand Army of the Republic, so beloved by Lincoln, marched past the White House in the vast public demonstration celebrating the end of that struggle of brother against brother. 
President Andrew Johnson and other high officials took their salute because the great emancipator had been assassinated shortly before. He who truly gave the last full measure of devotion. Flags and flowers will decorate the graves of the southern soldiers who fought as Americans will ever fight for what they considered just and right. In memory of the wish of Abraham Lincoln, who said, With malice towards none, with charity for all, we salute those brave men of the Confederacy. It took a civil war to give us an indissoluble union of American states, and that union must be forged ever closer as we prepare for the defense of our homeland and all that we hold dear against any conspiracy aimed at world domination. While all of those gallant men who fought for their country in that war have passed across to a distant shore, a few of the patriots who fought in the Spanish-American War are still with us. We salute their comrades who fell at San Juan Hill and at Santiago. They did their duty. They gave their lives to add their share to the glorious tradition of our arms that commenced at Lexington and has carried on through the years. Their victories resulted in the emergence of the United States as a major power with important international responsibilities. We pass down through the corridor of time to World War I, a war fought with democracy pitted against autocracy and militarism. Many of the veterans of that titanic struggle are still with us, and we join them in saluting their comrades who fell at Chateau Thierry, Belleau Wood, at the Musargon, and at St. Michel. We pay an especial tribute to those unsung heroes who sailed the ships, both naval and merchant, during the savage and unrelenting submarine warfare that was unleashed by a vicious foe. Those men who performed their daily tasks with diligence and devotion, and who lie in the bosom of the deep. The tomb of the unknown soldier in our nation's capital is a symbol of that war, truly a sacred stone of remembrance. Almost 40 years ago, the forces of tyranny and totalitarianism again commenced in their march to power. Our country, slowly at first, but with ever-increasing tempo, poured its entire resources into the fray of World War II. A generation of the flower of our youth and early manhood offered themselves without question on the altar of freedom. The whole earth is dotted with the graves of their dead. We salute those departed comrades and cherish the imperishable memory of their devotion to their country's cause. Their heroic deeds at Pearl Harbor, Guadalcanal, and Okinawa, at Salerno, Anzio, and Normandy, will never, never be forgotten. To those heroes who have more recently fallen at Porkchop Hill and Hamhung in Korea, and to those who fell victims at places with almost unpronounceable names, we pay respectful homage. These are the first to fall at the outset of our battle with communism, a struggle that may continue for many years. The fallout of a godless materialism contaminates the earth. A hateful philosophy divides the world into hostile camps. Destruction looms on the near horizon. Some countries today have even lost their heritage of freedom, overcome by the forces of totalitarianism. 
Freedom in those countries is a mockery, a word to be dreamed of but not to be enjoyed. Cambodia and South Vietnam are but two of the latest victims. This struggle must not and dare not be lost if the ideals and dreams of our forebears are to be preserved, if the lamps of liberty are to remain lighted throughout the world. This would be a day of unspeakable sadness if it were not for the realization that the dead did not die in vain. So, this is a befitting time to rededicate ourselves to the principles laid down by our founding fathers and upheld so heroically by those we honor. Their ideals have made America the symbol of hope among the freedom-loving peoples of the earth. Their sacrifices have preserved our heritage for us. The dead we honor would not be content merely to hear words of praise about themselves. They would feel that they had failed if that is all they heard from us. They would be more apt to demand of us an accounting of the manner in which we have treated the legacy of freedom they have handed down to us. It is up to us, the living, as Lincoln said at Gettysburg, to dedicate ourselves to the great task remaining before us. We have a great heritage, but if we take it lightly, we are in danger of losing it, and the sacrifices of our heroes will have been to no avail. Each and every one of us must do his utmost in our daily lives and actions to exhibit those qualities of honor, patriotism, and devotion which will preserve that heritage unsullied. Let us resolve to rededicate ourselves here and now to the cause of freedom, that the torch of liberty be not extinguished. Let that light shine in, lighting America brightly. An unknown poet, meeting a soldier returning from the front, his face and body bearing the marks of strain in combat, asked, What did you see at war, soldier? What did you see at war? I saw such glory and horror as I've never seen before. I saw men's hearts burned naked in red crucibles of pain. I saw such godlike courage as I'll never see again. What did you learn at war, soldier? What did you learn at war? I learned that we must sometimes learn what we have not learned before. That victories won on battlefields are victories won in vain. Unless in peace we kill the germs that breed new wars again. What did you pray at war, soldier? What did you pray at war? My God, I prayed that we might do sometime what we have not done before, that we might mobilize for peace, nor mobilize in vain, lest Christ and men be forced to climb stark cavalry again. In respect to the memory of our fallen comrades, we must wage peace as they waged war, with everything we have. May God give us the wisdom and the courage to keep our country strong and to maintain the peace for which they gave their lives. God grant to them their well-deserved rest and to us the strength to finish their task in our time.
This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, brought to you by the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of supporting the worthy goals of disaster relief campaigns, hospital visitation, and the spread of Masonic information and knowledge. If you agree with supporting these worthy goals, please donate. And thank you.